Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Julie, welcome to WBAP. How can I help you? Thank you so much. Um, we had a sunroom built on our patio, and two walls are the house, and then two walls are glass. And we are just having heck with it leaking underneath and they've been out and they've caulked and they've been out and they've caulked. Is that normal with sunrooms? I got a pretty good recommendation on this company. And they put it on an existing patio, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So is the patio sticking out beyond the sunroom? No. I mean, no. So the, the patio walls go right to the edge of the patio? I think so. Okay. Um, then, or do we get some water when it rains that is higher than the patio? It's coming in underneath. Right. That's and that's why I'm asking if if it's if it's up higher, you know, the the ground level or the water top is higher than the top of the patio. It will come no, underneath the, gr- the wall. No, the ground the ground is, I guess, below the patio. Okay. A little so, bit. So where is the water coming in then? Uh, between the patio and the bottom of the wall or, or, or what? Between where the patio hits the concrete at the bottom. You know, you it's lo- coming you, in underneath. Yeah, uh, you lost me on that, though. Where the patio meets the concrete, what yes. concrete? Where Well, the, the patio was concrete. Okay. So, you know, they put these... Um, uh, Wall windows. panels. Uh-huh. Yeah, wall panels, whatever, but they got windows in them, um, on the concrete. Right, and it's coming in between those wall panels and the concrete, right? Yes. Okay. You know... I mean, will just caulking fix it or not? They've caulked three or four times. No, it won't. And, and well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> not build on patios. And, and they, <laughs> they shouldn't do that. Uh, when a house is built around the outside perimeter... It has mm-hmm. uh, a, what's called a brick ledge. That is lower than the floor height inside, than the, than the concrete height inside. On when the it's, inside of the house you're talking. Correct. So there's a okay, step yeah. down for the, for the yeah. concrete to stop yeah. the moisture from doing that. On a wood wall on a house, they normally have the siding come down below the top of the concrete. When they put these patio rooms, they lay a... Uh, C-channel type piece of metal down and then the wall sits into it. Nothing hangs over the edge of the concrete and so every time water's coming down the side or anything, it comes down, it hits the bottom of that and it comes up underneath it. And all the caulking in the world may put a temporary fix on it, but it's going to come back. Truly what needs to happen is it needs to... The, the siding uh, needs to have some piece that hangs down below the top of the concrete to keep moisture from running down and coming in under it. So I've, pay, I've only I've paid two-thirds of this. I hadn't made the last third. So I've paid two-thirds and, and don't have a viable room because every time it rains, yep, it rains in there. Yeah, then, then yeah, I, w- I would not pay the other third. Until they can get that fixed. Well, I, I have to wait for it to rain every time. I don't think you're going to have to wait too long. 
Well, no, no. Um, but every time it rains, I call them. They come out and they do some caulking and then yeah. it leaks. Still they, leaks. Have, and they, <sighs> are they just caulking in cer- certain areas or are they caulking all the way along the edge? Once it, they've recalked all the way around and now they've done where we think it's leaking. And I've taken pictures when it rains and we stood out there the other night mm-hmm. and watched where it came in. So yeah. I can see, okay, it's coming under here, it's coming under here. Okay. They obviously need to get somebody else out there to take a look at it. And I'm not saying the first guy's doing everything wrong, but he's obviously miss he's obviously missing something. All right. What but they need to do that. Yes. I don't need to go and call another company yet. No ma'am. You you paid them I to put up to a room. How am I going to convince these people to do this? If I don't think they're doing a whole lot for me. <laughs> you have you're going to have to step up the ladder in the in the organization cuz more than likely you're not talking to the upper management people or owners yet and well, you're just going to have to escalate up the line. It's a franchise deal. And right. I am I, I so I think I am talking to the owner. But I, I don't yeah, know that for sure. The, the when it's a franchise deal, there's also mm-hmm. the franchiser that you can go to when you're having an issue with one of their franchises. Okay. 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 Yeah, so that's what I mean that's by stepping up. Yeah, All right. that's, that's what I mean by stepping up the ladder. Now, okay. before I would How do, do I that, find that person? Okay. I would talk with them with, with the, the people that you're using and say, "Look, if you can't get this to quit leaking, bring in the franchiser. And if they don't okay. want to do that, you should be able to go online mm-hmm. and and Google the company and be able to find a contact for okay. the franchiser. Okay. I don't I don't mind who who is it? Well, I'm not ready to say yet online. Okay. You know, but eventually I may. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um well, all right, I'll go that round and then see what happens. But okay. Thank you so much. That You're might welcome. be a good way to go. Appreciate yeah. it. You take care, Bye-bye. Julie. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm just for everybody listening, you don't build rooms on patios. And the main reason you don't, that's four inches of concrete. As it moves up and down, and in our soils, it will move up and down. It's not repairable. Where the rest of your house is, and should you ever have to have foundation repair done, that room becomes trash. I'm telling you, it's just not made to build on. You've got to have beams and stuff. And contractors, shame on you for putting them on patios. You know better. Yes, you can say, I've never had an issue. You're gone three days after you get started. The problem shows up several years later. And that's where the big issue comes in. Painting a brick house. This comes from uh, Jim in Azel. He said, what is the best paint for painting a 1978 one-story brick house? White with black trim. Thanks. Love your show. The paint, you want to use a high-end paint. Don't get me wrong. Always use high-end paint. When you use cheap paint, it doesn't stay. But the key thing when you're painting a brick house is the primer. You need to use a masonry primer, primer, a brick primer, prior to putting the paint on. So, you can go over to Sherwin-Williams. They have a brick primer there. Uh, make sure you put a, that on. Put it on, you know, the way it's recommended. Uh, and there's some 
tricks you got to watch on that. Uh, pH level of the bricks got to be right and all this kind of stuff that you really want to test prior to put, putting paint on it. And the main reason, if it doesn't do right, it peels off. So the primer is what makes a difference. Then you can paint it with virtually any paint that you want to use. Hank, welcome to WBAP. How can I help you? Thanks for taking my call, Jim. I've got a general question as far as valves in a, uh, a water system. And it is, uh, what's the advantage between using a, a ball valve versus, a, I don't know, a screw-down uh, valve? Gate valve. Uh, valve, yeah. Yeah. The, the primary difference is a ball valve is basically in the valve itself there is a circle ball in there that has a hole drilled through it and so when you rotate rotate it a quarter turn you're closed you're off uh you rotate that other opposite direction you're open the gate valve basically as you turn the knob it closes a gate and the primary uh benefit of a ball valve over the gate you rarely use these valves. You know, they're used for cut, cutting things off, cutting the water supply off when you have an issue. The gate valve builds debris over time in the little groove that the gate drops down into. And so when it comes time that you've got to shut it off and stop the water flow, it, it a lot of times ends up with seat by or locks up completely where you can't do anything with it. Where normally a ball valve, you just don't have that problem. So, from the standpoint, it looks like the gate valve is often used on, you know, common appliances like uh, uh, urinals or uh, uh, toilets or whatever. And you know, from the standpoint, when you got to do that, then uh, basically you're going to come into problems with a gate valve versus a ball valve, unless you exercise it, I guess. Correct. If you use it on a regular basis, then you don't have issues. But uh, and those aren't true gate valves like on on uh, on the toilets and things like that. Those are usually a a, a poppet type situation where it goes in and out. But it, it the principle is the same as a gate valve. Uh, where the ball valve, which a lot of of uh, cutoff valves, even for the toilets and under sinks and stuff are being changed out to ball valves nowadays you just don't have those issues so if you're doing a uh, DIY job uh, the best thing is probably go back or go in with a, a, a ball valve absolutely thank you sir you bet take care hank are solar screens worth the price it costs to have them installed that comes from bob in arlington and you know honestly it depends on if you're in direct sunlight or not. If you're not getting direct sun onto the window, then the solar screens definitely are not worth the money. It's the direct sunlight that they block that makes them worth the money. Um, now, how long does it take to recoup your money? Again, depends on how much direct sunlight you get. The issue with a solar screen though is it's blocking the amount of light that comes through so if you've got all these windows because you want a nice bright sunny room 
then you don't want the solar screens. Uh, and understand, solar screens come in different densities as well. You know, you got some that'll block that that'll you know keep thirty percent of the light out. You got some that'll block, I think, up to eighty percent. As it's blocking that way, it's also making it where you're not seeing outside. So uh, that's that's really uh, the issue with solar screens. Now they're inexpensive. And yes, they can help. Again, it's going to also depend on windows, though. If you've got uh, replacement windows, for instance, you know, vinyl, double pane, the whole nine yards, you're really not going to save anything with solar screens. If you've got the old single pane aluminum frame windows, regular glass, yeah, they're going to they're going to do great for you. So there's a lot that goes into deciding whether you want those solar screens or not. Jim, this is Jim. How can I help you? Uh, Jim, I was calling to see if it's possible that a land could freeze and then thaw without busting. Absolutely. Well, I think that's what I got. I've, I've I had a land freeze on the first 24 hours, a big freeze, and it, uh, about 24 hours later it uh, started running again. I hadn't been able to find any, any leaks around the house, so I just called, called and just see if you could ease my mind. What kind of pipe is it? It's uh, It was a copper pipe. It's inside wall, so I suppose yep. it's copper. Yeah, copper pipes can do it. I mean, they break a lot of times, but they definitely can do it. When you're dealing with PVC or CPVC, they pretty much, if they freeze, they're broke. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's, I'm pretty sure it's some kind of metal. It's either. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm, sure, I'm sure it's going to be copper. House was built in '68, so I'm sure it's going. To you're going to be, be copper then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it is. Uh, um, it is possible that uh, I don't have a problem then. It is. Thank you for your help. You bet. You take care. And you as well. Bye now. John, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, how you doing today? Wonderful. Hey, I got a garage door. I think the it's a it's an aluminum door. It's brown. And I think when they you know, the house is like five years old. I think when they washed the bricks, they got some of the acid on the door itself. So it's kinda of taking some of the the paint, you can see where it's splashed on there, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do to, can you repaint that? What kind of paint would you use or what would you do to cover that up? Oh, yeah, those metal doors can absolutely be painted. Uh, normally, the paint that's put on them, you're able to paint over it with just regular house paint. So whatever you'd put on okay. the exterior of your house, you can put on them. And uh, usually there's there's a texture on the doors. So you yep. can use a sprayer, a brush, a roller, whatever, and it'll blend in and, and not show. Yeah, that's great. Just make sure you don't paint the door shut, right? <laughs> well, that's a little tough on the overhead doors. I, I'll be honest with you. The hardest part on, on painting an overhead door, especially if you're going to change color of it, is as a door comes up, you know, it uh, it breaks over where the hinge is. Right. And getting, you know... The, those strips will be the old color versus the new color you put on the face. But right, when it's closed, right. nobody will notice anything. Well, I was thinking about laying like a piece of paper or something, you know, close the door, have strips of paper in there to kind of keep it so it doesn't paint it shut and then just paint over everything. And You know, rarely and, uh, will you have an issue where you paint a overhead door shut. Okay, great. Yeah, that, that's really that not, so a, not a big issue to worry about. Okay, so, so just uh, like a, a mat type of finish yep. it's, not, it's not really a gloss right now but yeah normally on, on a door like that you're going to use either a, a flat or a semi 
loss, one or the other. Sounds awesome. Thank you for your Take advice. care. Hey, Jim, I listen to your show often. I recently had my annual AC inspection, and I'm at a loss as to what maintenance I really need to do based on the AC company's recommendations. These are the main things they are saying need to do. Can you give me direction on what you feel is really needed? Duck and system cleaning. I'm a skeptic on duct cleaning. It says we had this done about five years ago, and I honestly didn't notice any difference. Is this really necessary? We have two AC systems, and their quote is about $4,000. That also cleans the air blower, wheel, evaporator, coil, cleaning the dryer vent, cleaning and duct sealing. There did show... They did show us a picture of mold growing in the system, so there does this does bother me. If the quote is about four thousand, hmm, this also cleans the AC blower. Okay, we did all that. Uh, that's in the air. This leads into the next recommendation. Well, let's start with this one first. I'm not a huge fan of duct cleaning. Are there times it needs to be done? Absolutely, but it's it's few and far between. Um, you just had it done five years ago. Unless you had some major remodeling or a major break in the ducts or something along those lines, there should be absolutely no reason for you to have to clean the duct. The fact that you have an area that may have a little mold or mildew in it is more of a moisture issue than it is duct cleaning, and that needs to be addressed. So... And I'll maybe get back to that in a second. Second question, green air in duct air purification. They said this would prevent bacteria mold from growing. This would be another 2000 for two systems. Are these worth it, and do they really work? Well, there are systems out there, you know, like UV lights and things like that, that kill the bacterias and stuff that run through your air system. Um if you have allergies or somebody who's sick a lot and things like that, it is well worth it. For the majority of people, it's not something they need. It really is just going to depend on if you have somebody who has illnesses. And the last part, attic insulation length is 10 inches or 10. I think they said it should be 15 to 18. Yeah, that should be the depth. Would we really save that much dollars? If we did foam insulation or radiant barrier in our attic, again, I'm just reluctant. Do not do a retrofit foam insulation. You're going to be air conditioning your attic, and then you got to take all the other insulation out. An R38 is an R38. I don't care if it's foam on the, the roof rafters or fiberglass insulation on the attic floor. And it is much cheaper to have fiberglass insulation blown in than it is to have that foam insulation blown in. Just stick with the regular insulation and you'll be just fine. And yes, 15, 16 inches, uh, that is the normal recommendation for our area. So hopefully that'll help you out on getting this done. Valerie, how are you today? I'm all right. Hey, I've got some fascia board that I need to replace. And uh, do I need to replace the drip edge also? That lays against the board? No. Uh, now, you're going to have a little bit of a problem getting some of that off of there 
uh, with the drip edge up there because sometimes the drip edge is nailed into the top of those boards. But okay, uh, if if they if they nailed it up on to the plywood and that would put it into the two by sixes behind, you'll be okay. Uh, so sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but it's just going to depend on how they attached it. So if if, the, if there's if they're not attached to the uh, if the or if the drip edge is not attached to the board, do I just like can you just bend it back a little bit, or should it just come out it's, without having you, to? Your board should be able to just drop straight down without having to do anything to the drip edge. And then when okay. you put the new right. boards up, you just slide them up behind the drip edge and uh, nail into the end of the two by sixes that way. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. You bet. You take care. Carol in West Columbia, how can I help you? Yes, sir. I've got, uh, seems like a lot of moisture in my lower cabinets and in all my closets. And I've been hanging those uh, damp red contraptions in there and it's uh, filling them up pretty quick. I don't know where it's coming from. Well, I'm betting this is a concrete slab. Yes. Yeah, I'm betting you're getting moisture coming up through the concrete. Uh, do you, what you need to do is look outside, see it. You know, well, if you got a great day to check, if you got standing water around the foundation. Secondary, how high up onto the concrete is it coming? I mean, do you have brick veneer? Yes. Okay. If the water's getting all the way up near the brick, what happens is the concrete gets saturated with moisture when there's water outside. Uh, just in the soil itself, and that soaks into the the concrete and then can come up inside. Uh, it, it is a real problem. But the secondary thing, if you're getting it in all those places like that, I, I would also tend to want to check my air conditioning system to make sure it's working properly because your humidity levels have got to be off the chart. Yes. And they they shouldn't be. The AC should be easily keeping up with that so i think you got a problem with the air conditioner what what would be the problem with the air conditioning do it's, i need uh more yeah more get a technician out there to to check it because uh it's not dehumidifying properly it could be just you know uh the it's not moving enough air f- fast enough or temperature setting something is off on it that i would have checked during the snowstorm and a lot of people are still dealing with the snowstorm stuff because this is just from two days ago. During the snowstorm, we had two pipes burst, which flooded our kitchen. We tried our best to keep the water off our hardwoods, which are reclaimed hardwood. Then the wood began curling. It's affected the living and dining rooms and is floated. I was told by one floor guy that it would dry out and the wood is thick enough to resand and refinish. We've had one floor company say that they can be into the other parts of the floor, but flooring stores do not stock reclaimed wood. Is the plywood going to dry underneath, or does that need to come out? What is your advice? Well, most plywood will get wet and dry out one time and not be a big issue. I mean, we put it on roofs, we put it on the sheathing for buildings and stuff like that. So a one-time event like this, yeah, it's, it's going to dry now. The big question is, is it going to flatten out or did it warp? 
you know, I, I'm not sure if it's just your wood floor itself that's on top of the plywood that cupped or the plywood underneath. And, and the only way you can tell is if it's each individual board that you're seeing is cupped, hey, that's just the flooring. If you got areas that are kind of bulging up that are four feet apart, now you're getting into what could be the plywood. Uh, let's make the assumption that the plywood is going to be fine. The guy who told you that you can sand the floors and refinish them is 100% correct if it's thick enough. And that's really the only deciding factor is if it's thick enough. But even at that, I wouldn't get into too big a rush. Get the floors dried out properly. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you've had fans going on them. You've had the AC system and been dehumidifying and all that stuff to dry the floors back out. And you'd be amazed at how much of it can settle back down and you don't have to do anything. And so when I say don't get in too big a rush, uh, if that floor is being dried out and it's starting to lay down a little bit, give it a good six, if not 12 months. You can always have it resanded and refinished. As far as the using a reclaimed wood, honestly, once you sand it and refinish it, it's going to look like a new floor. So the the, re, the reclaimed part won't be that big a deal uh, at, at that point, and they should be able to match in uh, a wood that would match in there as well. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.